What's poppin' beautiful people? Your happy accident has led you to the Stupid Scientist Podcast. And these are my inner ramblings. As you're listening to this broadcast, I challenge you to do three things. First, expand your mind. Second, think critically. And last, but certainly not least, probably one of the most important things a scientist does is to formulate new hypotheses. I hope, oh, how I hope, that by the end of this, you feel just a little bit stupid. But check it. Don't you dare stay that way. All right, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We've escaped 2020 and made it into 21. It's like the zombie apocalypse out here in these pandemic streets. Happy New Year. (laughs) Yes, this is awesome. This year, we've got a lot in store for you. And today's special episode, we're going to talk about STEM education and the necessity for systemic reformation. I have a very important guest who's been on the front lines as of late, the math astronaut herself, Layla Alia. Layla, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do and why you do it? Well, thank you so much, Kendra. Well, my name is Layla Alia. Um, I'm a math astronaut and I call myself a math astronaut because I am a math coach. And before that, I used to work at NASA as a co-op engineer and uh, loved it. Thought I was going to shoot with the stars, and I think God just shifted me a different direction, telling me to serve and help the next generation. That is awesome. Um, so can you tell us a little bit uh, about Math Astronaut, uh, a yeah. little bit more in depth? Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, this uh, name did not come about really quickly, as much as I would love to admit, Um I used to call myself the fitness astronaut because I do health and wellness coaching. However, with recent events going on and noticing that I was meant to teach and serve and help, um, I was advised by my mentors to be a math tutor. And I thought I could never be a math tutor. I never thought I could teach because I struggled in math all throughout college. And I think just kind of summarizing it all down to that I feel like I like to just help. I ended up finding out that I was really good at teaching math, very good at it. And I say that very passionately and humbly because when someone says I'm really good at it, it's like, yeah, you sure you're that good. But I do feel like I'm really good in helping kids get unstuck and seeing math in an uncluttered, like very clean way. And I think I like to call myself the math astronaut because it is able to kind of allow the student to feel passionate about being part of something that they wish they could be a part of like space or knowing that somebody who did come from that area to help them. Um, I call all my students math astronauts. So I think that's how the term really came about is to not say my student, my math student, I say my math astronauts. So it's kind of like a, a, a camaraderie that I build. I'm trying to build my team of math astronauts to go off and blast off to the next generation and be the next rocket scientist or whatever they wanna be. Awesome, awesome. So at, at the end of the episode, we'll have you give a plug with your, your info and how to reach out to you and contact you. And, and we'll Absolutely. also have it in the in the link uh, for the episode. So stay tuned for that. If you want to um, hire on the math astronaut for your mathematics needs. 
Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, I love helping. I love helping students because I've seen a, a big difference in the way we were taught math to today. And I basically teach them the way I was taught math and it, it definitely is very inspiring and very uplifting for me to see uh, my, my math astronauts uh, liking math and getting unstuck, honestly. Building a foundation, mostly. Yeah, yeah, that, that's extremely important. So you, you and I had a passionate conversation a little while ago about STEM right. education. Um, one of the reasons I started Stupid Science is because during my personal educational journey, I realized that there were foundational things that were missing from my academic process. Um, I, while there, and you've probably experienced this with some of your students, I, I became the queen of memorization, but I, I truly did oh. not learn the art of critical thinking and knowledge application until I reached graduate school. And even then, I really... Yeah. You know, even even then, to really excel and do well, you need support. And yes. while, while financial support helps, if you don't have that mental and emotional support, you're you're bound to say fuck it and give up, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Toss toss it, toss it, and say I'm done. You know, peace out. Flip the table. <laughs> I, and I honestly, there were times that I even thought the same thing too, Kendra. I thought about quitting. I mean, I, I think being. I think being a woman and then trying to do something technical, I think to this day, it's still a challenge at some times. And especially being of diverse background, I think that also provides a little bit of a challenge as well. But I think by being around leaders and mentors, oh my goodness, that's what got me through it. That's what yeah. got me through it. Because if I listened to the professors or the people that um, are just basically getting in the way of me progressing, I had professors tell me I should probably drop out. Oh my gosh. Tell, they, tell, they tell said, me about they, it. <laughs> yeah. You got that too. Yep. I did. Oh yeah. Well, I ended up getting my, I ended up getting the diploma, wrapping it up and shoving it up their ass. Because <laughs> I, lit I literally uh, proved them wrong. I did. Yeah. That, I mean, that sometimes that's what you have to do. I, I told yeah. my professor, I said, you know, thank you. I know exactly what you think of me now. Um, but I'm going to be right here in your face as a reminder. Every time you pass me, you told this person that they wouldn't succeed. Ooh, and I'm about to circle, I'm about to circle laps around your ass. So <laughs> did you say that to him? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, I, I, sometimes I want to, but back then you're just feeling so, you're so depend. You feel like you have to be so bowed down to these teachers sometimes because they make you feel like you are nothing. Mm -hmm. And I don't call them teachers. I call them ignorant bookworms who have no street smarts. They, they're just book smart people. And I've worked with professors that are so street smart and they know what it's like and they see something in you that reminds me of that reminds them of themselves when they were in your shoes and those are the types of people i hung out with honestly yeah yeah you you and i have another episode that's going to talk about this later but it it's really important to to kind of hone in on that that structure in the, in the university or uh, not just the university setting, but the academic setting period where you feel like your whole life is dependent upon these individuals with very few checks and balances, right? They, they get to say and do whatever they want, especially if they have tenure. And then there's no, there's no way to, yeah, you're, 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 you're afraid to report them, right? You're afraid to say, Oh yeah. 
well, I'll tell you this right now, and I will not be ashamed to say this, but I reported a professor for sexual harassment. See, telling me that, you. yeah, yeah, I, and I thank God for the for the Women's Resource Center. I had a really good, you know, I I now see how the Women's Resource Center for or, or women in engineering. There's like WENG. There's like the Women in Engineering Center they have. Depending on different universities, they have that too. But I ended up reporting a professor for sexual harassment and how he um, just tried to put me down, mm-hmm. make me feel like I was literally this small. And um, I now that I'm out of it, I realized this guy was so self-conscious of himself and he felt yeah. threatened. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, I, I, I give you big kudos because everybody's not as brave to, to take it to that next step. And so big, big shout out to you for having the, yeah. the strength to do that. I have to thank my mentors and, and honestly, I had to go to counseling and my counselors were their best supporters too, saying that that is not something a professor should say to you or do to you. Um, you know, yeah, but yeah, sometimes, and I was so afraid I was very hesitant, but they told me what they were going to do. And they were telling me there's no retaliation. Um, and it was verbal harassment. Mostly Mm -hmm. it was all verbal harassment. Um, but his ability to try and convince me to drop out of my master's in engineering program. That was when the department says, that's not what a professor should do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I tell that to a lot of people that, that, um, who I'm coaching, I like to say, I'm, I call myself the math, a math coach, not a math tutor is, I tell all my students that just because you don't know it today doesn't mean you don't know it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You don't know it today. So fix it for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Good. That's good right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, like you were saying, there's so many barriers and obstacles that you have to overcome to do well in STEM uh, outside of it being a complex area of study. And, and these barriers often dissuade the less resilient types, you know, um, you, you, you fortunately were able to um, have the strength to carry on and persist and, and get yeah. your, your education, but others, they, they give up, they do. And, and at, at no fault of their own, you know? Yeah. Well, and have you witnessed people that did give up though, Kendra? I have, I have, I've witnessed people who get, um, so, so I, I finished up my, my doctorate and a lot of people, they, um, on the way us. Thank you. On the way, I did see some people who were ABD all but dissertation, um, and they went on about their lives, and they're, they're happy for it because they, you know, they had to do what was best for them mentally, um, and 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 it's a it's a really big decision to make. You know, am What's I going ABD all, all but dissertation? All but dissertation. Okay, got it, got it. Wow. Yep. So they so they made it almost to graduation, and then they stopped just shy. Of, of that, um, of the defending their dissertation. You know, I, it's, um, I, I, even today's TV shows, they're not as good as the older TV shows that I used to watch, we used to watch. And I'll never forget this one episode, which leads to what, what you just said. Connects. Remember MacGyver? Yes. Oh yeah. I love MacGyver. And there was this one episode where he said, um, I would hate to be that person that always wonders. Imagine if you did this, would you ever wonder what would happen if you did it? Or would you be wondering for the rest of your life and feeling like you, you quit? I would hate to be that person that always wonders what if I finished? 
just finish it, do it. I have to thank my mom. My mom deserved a PhD. I mean, she deserved a PhD when I got my undergraduate with helping me get through it. I mean, I gave her my cap. She's like, you're not going to change your major. You're not going to quit. Stop it. Oh, there were days. There were days. Yeah, we, we definitely need those, those support systems to help us get through. Um, yeah. So just, just moving on a little bit. Uh, I, I realized that to do really well in STEM, you have to be, become comfortable being uncomfortable. And you have to learn how to think about things critically, at least in the life sciences, that's been the case. And, and those things just don't happen overnight. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on that, you know, being comfortable, being uncomfortable? Well, I'm actually writing that down as a quote. I'm going to quote, I'm going to tag you in it in my post on my Instagram because it is so good and it's so true because some people are not comfortable being uncomfortable and they feel like, oh, if this is not right, I need to fix this because I shouldn't be suffering like this. That means I'm not meant to do this. And I have people that went from engineering to a very easy major and, you know, in a, in an industry that's oversaturated versus always trying to like trying to find the easy way out let's just mm-hmm. say trying to find the easy way out and I don't and I think we need people of all different backgrounds to be very honest with you this that's how this world keeps turning is that you need to have people that do different things so it's not just engineering or STEM but I think if you are in STEM and engineering and you are uncomfortable you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable and it's part of the the problem solver in us mm-hmm. We have to learn how to be comfortable because it's the coping skills that we are going to have to develop. Okay. So this is a very hard class. Mm -hmm. What do I do? So you don't do what you did in high school, which was cramming to the night before you, you know, right off the beginning that you have T minus 81 days until this semester is over. I did countdowns for every single of my classes. It helped me. It helped me. And so, so just finding coping, coming up with strategies on how to get out of discomfort is exactly what I did to feel comfortable knowing that this too shall pass Mm -hmm. if I shall sit down and buckle down the right way, not avoid it. Because I will tell you this, my first semester at Purdue, um, I was very uncomfortable and I avoided, I didn't, I remember one class I skipped my computer science class. And I don't know why I did that. And I saw it brewing and brewing and brewing, building this discomfort, this discomfort. And then I ended up in the hospital finals week. I, they thought I had pneumonia. They they thought I had meningitis. Wow. Uh, and, and, And I got my very first and so far my only migraine. And it was all because I had built up this stress of, of discomfort and not doing anything about it to fix it. The next semester, my friends told me, you're a different person. You're studying on day one. (laughs) Um, So I buckled down and Mm -hmm. learned that that was so uncomfortable. So let me just become comfortable by being uncomfortable every day. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Because yep. some people are like, I need to be comfortable. I need to be comfortable. I need to be comfortable. Oh, crap. Shit. Fuck ass. It's <laughs> finals week, you know, and then, then you fail and then you have to be, then you're more uncomfortable because right. now you are so behind. I mean, it took me two years to build my GPA and redo, retake all my classes and do damage control. I had a 1.25 GPA. Um, 
but and you and you you were able to flip that around oh I went above it I I got above 3.0 at the end of it all but I it took me six years to graduate versus four but with that time frame I had I, I, after three years and I, I'll just tell you this right now. I, Purdue, my first semester, I did really bad. By the third year, I found out I have ADHD and dyslexia. So I was like, there's something that I've been, I did everything right. And now I'm fixing it, but why am I blanking out on my test? So learning about, um, I, I'm, and my, the people were like, how did you get into engineering school? We don't know how you did it. And I said, passion and perseverance. <laughs> it does take you far it does yeah, take you far I, I, I love that I love this and what I tell a lot of people what I, uh, and I want our listeners to to cue, cue in on this you don't have to have the the most perfect stellar record to do well in these fields if you try hard enough if you study and you work hard towards something, you can achieve. There's no such thing as too hard, right? I, yeah. I, I ta- I've t- taken that out of my vocabulary. Things are hard, but there's nothing too hard. There's nothing that we can't overcome. And so listening to you share your story about how you, you struggled, but you didn't fail because somebody would have said you failed, but you didn't fail because you got back up and you continued pushing after after that. So yes, people, people who look at where we are now, in our lives, in our careers, they say, oh, they must be brilliant. They must be geniuses. The, the brilliant thing about being where we are is not innate natural talent, some of it, but not all of it. The, the bulk of it is that that beast mode mentality that, that's deep within, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that's something that I want people to take away from Well, folks, that's all we have for this episode. We'll pick right back up where we left off in the next episode. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Remember, it's okay to feel stupid, but don't you dare stay that way.